taken down in goal. Oh, look at that! Trouble pass, Adrian! Breaks a tackle and dives for six! Flashing his way for a Miami touchdown! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Kevin Harlan with the call yesterday on CBS as the Dolphins, you might have heard, put up 70 points on the Denver Broncos. Uh, I turned 40 a couple months ago. I think I've mostly lived like a pretty good life, been like pretty nice to people, done the right thing most of the time. But out of all the things in my life that I've done that are unforgivable, that are truly awful and terrible, I think the thing that's the worst is that I drafted and then dropped Devon A. Chan in a bunch of fantasy football leagues. I actually think it's the worst thing I've done in my entire life. I drafted him. He was a healthy scratch in week one, and then I dropped him. And then on Sunday, he had a billion fantasy points and like looks like he's going to be involved in that offense the rest of the year. Yeah. Can I, I know that I am not alone in that, that a lot of people did the same. I talked him up all summer. I drafted him in a ton of leagues. And then I, I did the draft, but then I didn't hold. I needed to hold Devon yeah. A. Chan. And I did. I thought, and now, and now he is on other rosters as a result. <laughs> you know what's so funny is you, you did that whole lead in, and I swear the entire time you're doing it, like I've you know I've been a good person, I've done the right thing a lot, but there's one thing that I like regret more than I thought you were gonna say. You bet the you bet the Denver Broncos plus six and a half. Like that I thought that's what too. you were gonna say. Be like be like I've done a lot of bad things. Or I've I've done you know I try to do the right thing, but there's there's one big my biggest regret in life. It's like a chance. It's like no, you you bet you bet Denver six and a half, and it. They gave up 70 points. They gave up 70 <laughs> points, but, like, but, but that's 70. over. Like, the, like that Band-Aid got ripped off in three hours on a Sunday. Oh, now yeah. I have to watch A-Chan the rest of the season like play well for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And he's the not Band-Aid got ripped teams. off, and then a, a handful of salt was rubbed on the wound, and then it was like lit on fire, and then... <laughs> but like, I, and like we said this to start the show, though, and like you're watching along like with yeah. our, our friends on Stadium now. I think maybe you'll agree with this if you've been on games. I'd much, I'd rather lose 70 to 20... Then like have the Vikings yesterday, and I had the Chargers yesterday to be clear. But like I, I'd rather have lose the way Denver lost on a bet. I'd rather yeah. bet Denver and lose like that than bet on the Vikings and have the end of the game go the way that it did. I so like that. Sure. Honestly, I was t- I was totally cool with that. It's like I lose bets all the time. Like it doesn't matter if you you you, you don't cover by one point or fifty, it makes no difference. So there you go. That's there true. You go. Just thought just thought maybe you regretted betting Denver. That's all I was saying. That's I mean I, I mean I I mean I mean I mean I yes. I do. So, so it was it was seventy to twenty. It's a it's, a it's a it's a terrible it's a terrible bet. <laughs> it's a, it's a brutal I mean, bet. I I have Washington. Uh, yeah, we've we've all we've all got our our clunkers. Uh, I bet USC minus thirty five on Saturday, and they like almost lost to Arizona State. <laughs> it's just like oh, I guess it's just going to be that. I guess that's what it's going to be. Um, yeah, we've all got our got our ones that we regret a little bit. All right. Uh, Hopefully we won't have a bet that we regret uh, by the time the game ends in Buffalo and Miami. Maybe the game of the young season as we continue our handicap at week four, P-squared, B-squared. Jake, fade up the music, please. And uh, Ken, let's talk about this Buffalo-Miami game. Uh, at BetMGM, our show sponsor, BetMGM, of course, the king of sports books. The Buffalo Bills currently sitting in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point favorite at home against Miami. So we'll call this minus 2.75 again, a juiced uh, two and a half towards the home team, the Buffalo Bills, total at about 53 or 53 
and a half. There are, I'm sure, some people that are thinking, wow, like, Buffalo's favored in this game? Like, favored, period, after what Miami's done the last three weeks. Um, so, Ken, give us your projected point spread here. Uh, I can't wait to discuss this game with you both today and over the course of the rest of the week. And give us your early thoughts, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Bills and Dolphins Sunday in Western New York. Well, I think... Do you think people are really surprised that Buffalo's favored, even though Miami scored 70 points? Do you think there are a lot of people surprised by that? I think that there will be, I think like longtime viewers and listeners of our show will not be surprised. I think people that are not as in tune with betting markets and then just like look at the spreads later in the week and they're like, ah, Buffalo's favored. Miami just put up 70. Give me the Dolphins. And look, they could be right. right. I think there will be some right. people surprised that the Dolphins aren't just favored in this game now. I think I think in a lot of with a lot of opponents where the the spread would be small or the Dolphins would be a small dog or a small favorite. I think I would make that. I mean, the last two scores of the the Bills games they beat the Raiders thirty eight ten and the Commanders thirty seven to three. So just you know, if we're kind of evaluating the momentum that each team is coming into the game with, yes, the Dolphins look very very good and they have won all of their games this season. And the Bills have just absolutely massacred a couple opponents in games and also looked very good. And I would say especially their defenses looked really good, which I think has been not surprising. They had a really good defensive rating last year too, but just they look like a complete team, honestly, just uh, like, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL. So I, I think, you know, I think the point spread was always going to be very small. Just using like, you know, my power ratings for the game, just it gives me a sense of like, where's the market going to open? I kind of like, what, what am I going to be dealing with here in terms of making a decision? Uh, I got bills two and a half. And uh, to be fair, I did not dock Miami at all for not having Jalen Waddle in this game. And I, I think my guess is We've already seen Buffalo get bet a little bit on two and a half. Uh, the number is about to go to three in one place, like it's three juice toward Miami. So the movement has been like a little, like a trickle towards Buffalo. And I, I wonder if that's just kind of, well, like if Waddle doesn't play is the right number in this game, two and a half or three. And I, I think in a lot of games that Miami could play, they just played Denver without him and they scored 70 points. I think we could all understand how this game might be a little different in terms of like what our expectations should be for what Miami is going to do offensively, how many times Buffalo has seen the McDaniel offense now, what they can do to stop it. Like, you know, you have a couple reps against this team and you have really, really, really good defensive players. You can probably do it a little bit more. I think it is pretty meaningful that Waddle plays in the game or not. So I think the movement in the game will almost entirely be dictated by that. Like, does he play? Yes, no, that's two and a half or three uh, or kind of bouncing between the two numbers. Uh, I don't have a strong opinion right now, not knowing if he plays. I, I will say this. If he does not play in the game, and I actually, I I don't know if this is a, like my strongest opinion, but I do kind of think this. If he does not play in the game, the way the Bills defense is played, uh, I actually do like the under in this game. And I actually could see it playing out like even a little differently than some of the previous meetings between the teams. I think you have the Bills defense in this form, like their current form playing as well as they are. And you have the addition that we did not have last year of Vic Fangio coordinating Miami's defense. And that could play a big role in kind of their ability to limit big plays with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So I, I think you'll see a lot of yards in this game. And I like both offenses. They're both very good. But the expectation, the total in the market, Market is very, very, very high in terms of a total. And if it's no Waddle and now it's Fangio, I just think they're going to be able to cook something up to maybe make this go a little bit under the number on average. Doesn't mean it has to, but I think no Waddle and both defenses the way that they can play. Uh, I actually would like the under if he doesn't play in the game. 
You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a magnificent football Monday, breaking down week four in the National Football League. Our bets for Monday Night Football coming up at the end of the show with the Eagles and the Bucks and the Rams and the Bengals. Uh, Jalen Waddell, for what it's worth, remains in concussion protocol today yep. on Monday. He is still not cleared. Um, my sense is, and I, I, I'm not like, my batting average with these is not great this year. I feel like it'll start to swing in my favor a little bit because I feel like I'm like, probably going to be right on all of these and then i'm not when it comes down to it the fact that waddle practiced on friday in a limited fashion like leads yeah. you to believe that he's going to clear the protocol at some point in the near future i mean he has another another five days to clear it so i think we're going to see jalen waddle play in this game um if jalen waddle let's say tomorrow on tuesday waddle clears concussion protocol do you think we just settle at buffalo minus two and a half bills favored but not yet but 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 not the full three and for what it's worth my point spread in the game is a little bit more towards Miami I have the Bills favored I have the Bills favored by one and a half my my thought has always been if it ever gets to three I'm just going to bet Miami now obviously I want Waddle to play and maybe if Waddle plays it just we just sit at two and a half and then then have to think a little bit more about it yeah I think just there's so much interesting stuff going on with this game and most notably so you're you're right on the Waddle thing if he plays in the game I don't think this point spread's going to go crazy versus what we've seen so far, like two and a half to three and back and forth and back and forth between the two numbers. That would be my expectation. Uh, do you see the over get bet a little bit more if Waddle plays? Because now just the sky's the limit in terms of kind of a scoring projection, I guess, for the game too. And uh, and the offensive efficiency of both teams is just like outrageously good. So I, I sort of understand all that. I, I think just this is, uh, it almost reminds me of like a big time college football game. So one of the things in which the NFL and college football are obviously different is when you have like, big time college football like alabama and georgia and ohio state or whatever they never or they rarely play teams like themselves like ohio state only plays a couple games every year against a team that's like ohio state alabama only plays a couple teams well, maybe that's a bad example because they're not very good this year georgia will only play like two games this year against a team that's kind of like them and you have such a bad idea of how the teams fit together because all they do is play teams that they're better than. And in college, it's like that they're five touchdowns better than or three touchdowns better than. So you just never really know until they play, like who's actually better? Like all you guys have been doing is beating up on each other. I kind of feel that way about these two teams this year, like with just the data points we have so far of them, like who's actually better and by how much. So like the Bills, they turn it over a million times Monday night against the Jets, like a weird game. Rodgers gets hurt. They lose, but like they have every excuse in the world. And then they just pummel two teams after that. Like, okay, so they haven't played a Miami yet. They haven't even come close to playing a Miami, and especially in terms of the offense that they're going to face. And then you look at Miami, you go like, okay, like there's some, there's some okay information here. Like the, the Chargers... Brandon Staley and the the 0-2 start notwithstanding, Chargers are pretty good. Patriots, like, you know, at least like an average NFL team, and you went to their place, and you won the game. Denver, I don't know, man. I mean, Washington comes back on that team. That's probably not. So just, they definitely haven't played a Buffalo yet. They haven't played on both sides of the ball. They probably haven't played a Buffalo yet in terms of what they're going to get. You're just not quite sure how these teams fit together. Like, who is actually better and by how much? I think I would buy a lot of explanations. Like, no, Miami has actually taken the torch as the best team, and at least in the division, maybe the conference, and they're actually better. No, actually, Buffalo has been better the whole time. That's still true. Maybe that one of them is a lot better than the other. I just I feel like we there's so much we don't know yet because these teams play so many teams that aren't like them. My my opinion, Ken, is going to be that I do think Miami's a little better than Buffalo. I think Miami's coaching staff is better than Buffalo's, and that might make the difference here. I'll take Mike McDaniel over Sean McDermott. Um, I'll take Vic Fangio over Sean McDermott in terms of a defensive play caller, and I'll definitely take Mike, McDerm Mike McDaniel as a uh, as an offensive play caller over Ken Dorsey, like easily. Um, 
So my my thought has been this entire time, if I can get a three with Miami and Waddle plays, it's a bet that I make and I feel really good about and Buffalo could win by 50 and I'm still okay with making the bet. So that's kind of like, that's what I would like to do. Miami plus three and Waddle plays. Um, are you targeting like, any specific bet in this game over the course of the week? Depending on Waddle, et cetera, is it just, is it just the under if we get that series of events? Yeah, I mean, it, Waddle doesn't play, I, and the and I can get this kind of number, 53 and a half, 54. I think it's the under. Um, a couple other things with this game. I think some people will look at this point spread, uh, Buffalo two and a half, and, you know, if you're sort of trained in six-point teasers, you'll be like, oh, like, uh, I can tease Miami through three and seven from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. Like, that's, that's probably a really valuable teaser leg in general you're probably on the right track depending on the price that you're paying. And I, I'm sure you hear a lot of you listen to other gambling content. Everybody talks about this all the time. It's like a staple of when people talk about sports betting, Oh, tease teams through three and seven in this game specifically, that would be a, that would be a no for me, dog. That'd be, a, that'd be a hard pass. Just like really high total. So the points are less valuable. There's gonna be a ton of scoring in the game. Also like, what I said earlier, really like not confident in the difference between the teams. They're both so good. This lends itself, I think, to both teams being able to blow out their opponent uh, more than, you know, a, a game with a total of 35, like Jets Patriots or something, where the Patriots, you know, like at no point in the game are they ever losing and it's still a one possession game somehow. Like somehow that still happens. This game feels like it could like 10, 13, 14 on a snap of a finger. There could be multiple touchdowns as a margin of victory. So would say no to teasers. And then the last point would just be, we'll do awards on Thursday. Talk about every NFL award market. The Dolphins are going to just continue to be the most interesting award team for this reason. They are basically going to have the favorite to win most valuable player, Tua. Offensive player of the year, Tyreek Hill. It's him and McCaffrey basically alongside each other. And coach of the year, McDaniel. They have all three favorites and three awards at the same time. There is almost no historical precedent for a team winning all of those with the same team undefeated patriots would be one that stands out brady broke all the records so he won both mvp offensive player of the year and belichick won coaching i mean the team went undefeated like they're gonna win a lot of awards and, so it's almost Moss like by rule, two, to be fair like that's right, how crazy that right. team was they they both broke records at their positions which is unbelievable that's one of the reasons why they went undefeated obviously by rule almost one of those guys won't win and it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Be like, who do I like the least? Like, to, like Tua to win MVP. Do I want to try to beat him? Do I want to try to beat Tyreek Hill? Maybe with McCaffrey, maybe with somebody who hasn't started playing well yet. Do I want to try to beat McDaniel with one of these kind of up and coming surprise coaches? Shane Steichen or something like that. Uh, just like a really interesting conversation. The Dolphins like kind of lead the way right now in every trophy you can win at the end of the year. But they're probably not going to get all of them, even if they're really good. So which ones are they not going to get? That's interesting, too. Uh, the yin and the yang in the National Football League is can be really funny. Uh, we go from the Bills and the Dolphins, two of the best teams in football. Now let's talk about the Broncos and the Bears in Chicago. Like, how about that? From, from Dolphins-Bills, now it's Broncos-Bears. Uh, Denver, Denver, allowed 70 points yesterday. And the Broncos got bet overnight. Because the team that they're playing is, in my opinion, and I don't, I don't even think there's a question now with what Arizona did. Arizona beat the Cowboys yesterday. The worst team in football resides in Chicago, Illinois. The worst team in football is the Chicago Bears, who are so bad that betters, like me, were betting the team that gave up 70 points yesterday. 
Oh, baby. Can't wait to talk about this game. We'll do it on the other side with the Broncos and Chicago. With Denver sitting in between a three and a three and a half point favorite, the total in the game is 46 and a half. Also coming up next to wrap up hour number two, we'll talk about the Browns and the Ravens in Cleveland, where the Browns might have the best defense in the league. Now with the Vikings and Panthers in Carolina, where my bet on the game will be determined by whether or not Andy Dalton starts at quarterback. What a time to be alive. Coming up next on You Better You Bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.